gang, it's Craig. Today we have a thrilling podcast for you featuring the one, the only, the incredible ambassador of Americana, the king of kitsch, Charles Phoenix. <laughs> to celebrate this podcast, we're having a contest. Who doesn't love a contest? Okay, this is major, this is real, this is deep. Now you can win your choice of one of his beautiful coffee table books, Holiday Jubilee or Addicted to Americana, autographed by Charles Phoenix himself. So here are the rules. Write a slogan for the Min Modcast, post it along with a good rating to your podcast service of choice, Take a screenshot or simply copy and paste it to our Facebook page. And if you're not on Facebook, email it to us at midmodcast, all one word, midmodcast at gmail.com. That's midmodcast at gmail.com. In the subject line, write slogan. Winners must be in the U.S. or Canada or coming here soon. We love our faithful listeners in Australia and Sri Lanka, but the postage would send us to the poorhouse. Once again... Write a slogan for the Minbodcast. Post it in the reviews where you get your podcasts and share it to Facebook or email it to minmodcast at gmail.com. We will announce the lucky winner on episode eight, so get writing. Submissions must be no more than PG-13, if you know what I mean. Good luck. I always say life is full of wonderful surprises, but few as wonderful as this. is brought to you in living color on NBC. They'll know you've arrived when you drive up in the 1958 Edsel, the car that's truly new from nameplate to taillights. Connie! Hi, Mr. Wilson. Oh, hello, Dennis. And now your host, Walt Disney. Welcome to the Mid-Modcast. I'm Craig. I'm Paula. I'm Dave. We are excited today. Today we have a Mid-Mod superstar with us. Woo! Author, personality, uh, all over TV, mid-century modern icon, YouTube sensation, the ambassador of Americana himself, Charles Phoenix. So good to have you with us, Charles. Well, a most gracious good afternoon. Thank you for that very lovely and slightly, well, more than slightly exaggerated uh, introduction. Oh, I forgot to mention dapper dresser extraordinaire. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the shirt is from my ill-fated fashion collection. How much do we love shirt? Oh, you can't see. Oh, God, we're oh, not. Yeah, our poor listeners. Oh, very nice. Well, we're, we're, we'll post some screenshots on Facebook so you can see okay. this, this beautiful creation that Charles is wearing. Uh, Charles, let, let's... Let's find out more about you because you have kind of made a name for yourself doing slideshows, which of all things seems so unlikely, but it's been tremendous for you and also for us. How did you get into this whole slideshow thing? Where did the idea come from and where do you get all these slides? 
The retro slideshows. Yeah, I started doing those in 1998. I started collecting other people's old slides quite by chance. Uh, old Kodachrome slides, family and travel slides. I found some in a thrift shop one day and I knew the moment I found them and I held a few up to the light. I said, my life is never going to be the same. It was a <laughs> life-altering moment. And I started collecting them and I started sharing them with friends and you know, having little slideshows in my living room and stuff. And mm. they were as enamored with them as I was. And, you know, it was really before found photography became a thing. And so, you know, there was this whole like world this varied world of these beautiful images of people traveling in the 50s and 60s. And, you know, I began just going after these uh, slides at, at estate sales and thrift stores, and I found a zillion of them. Every, every time I went out, I would find a stash of them. And so I started curating and choosing some of my very, 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 very favorite ones. And I started piecing them together in slideshows. And I thought it was serious, but the minute I started, the first show I ever did, uh, I remember for the public, um, people laughed at everything I said. And I mean, not everything, but laughed. And so I said, okay, that's how you guys want to do this. So it became, you know, it became infotainment, if you will. But um, always my shtick was really revering what we were seeing. I mean, that's kind of the, the tone of what I do is celebrate classic and kitschy American life and style. So it was, it's, and I've been doing it ever since. Well, until the, you know, pandemic. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so retro slideshows, that was my bread and butter, was my bread and butter. Do you have any idea how many different themes you've done as far as these slideshows? Gosh, you've done, done a so lot. Many. I mean, the first theme I did was the retro, uh, well, wait, was it the dream vacation? Wait, uh, <laughs> the, across the country. Vacation tour around the country was the first theme. And then the second theme was all Southern California. And then I think the third theme was Disneyland when it was new. Mm. But I've done so many themes. I mean, there's so many themes to do. I've done car themes and Las Vegas and Hawaii and Florida. And I mean, you know, it's a lot of different stuff, a lot of different themes, but it's fun. And you know, I'm still collecting to this very day. I have a massive slide collection, you know, found photography. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a librarian. Uh, she comes over <laughs> every Wednesday and keeps track of everything. And, and we get new collections all the time. I edit every collection that I get. Um, no two shows are ever the same. And oh. like I said, I'm still collecting. So there's, you know, it's unending. It's unending. And it keeps going and going. Uh, we saw you at Tiki Oasis, and we saw you do Long Beach Land, and Paula saw you do the Hawaii one at Don the Beachcomber. Uh, we've enjoyed them all tremendously. They've been great. Is there one that really stands out in your mind that you particularly loved the most that really just floated your boat? Well, I have to say, I mean, you know, for me, you know, I've got to love them all. Otherwise, I can't do it. <laughs> sure. You know, I mean, it's really from the heart. By the way, I, the trash, you can't hear it. I don't think that the trash truck is here. Nope. No, we're There's good. something about the trash truck in my life that it's like right now of all the times, I mean, it's like trash <laughs> truck time. I, I, it follows me in the morning when I go on my morning walk. It's like, I can't turn a corner and it not be there. Like, <laughs> ah, sorry, I'm ranting. I don't usually rant. I'm not really a ranter. But, and I even like trash trucks. I don't even know what this is about. 
You, you should do a show on trash trucks. <laughs> I could. I could. I'd have to be a trash man first. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. No, I love all the shows. I mean, I have to love the shows I do. It's from the heart. It's real. Um, nobody says you can say this or you can't say this. I mean, basically, I, I'm looking for, I'm showing and telling and sharing greatness is what I... Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I'm thinking when I'm showing these images, I want people to see this world, you know, it's history. I mean, I never use the H word because <laughs> history doesn't have a lot of value in our society and our culture. Um, so I have, I learned early on that I had to disguise what I thought was what I was doing was, was history. I had to leave out the H word oh. and say it's entertainment. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah, it, history doesn't have, no one wants to pay for history, but they will pay for <laughs> entertainment. So basically, it's it's history disguised with humor and humor disguised with history, but I can't really ever say the H word. You know, I, I am a historian. and Right, I mean, historian is like, you know, it has no... It, it no, sounds... It sounds awful, but right. honestly, it wasn't until I had a history professor who loved the subject and brought it to life like you do that history became something wonderful for me. So you do that also, and it's it's really cool that you go back into the ages of slideshows and everything else, and you were able to not have to really edit yourself in this day of political correctness as much and that sort of thing. I, I'm sure you don't intend to be offensive ever or anything like that. But it's just neat that you're able to show history like it was and Americana the way that it was for the most part. Yeah, I don't do politics. Right. That is one thing right. that I leave out of it. I mean, it's almost like, you know, I mean, let's face it, you know, when we're talking about a specific era and I'm showing you specific images of specific people and places and things, um, you know, I'm not saying it was a perfect time at all, mm. but I'm extracting some wonderful things out about it. Uh, but yeah, I don't get political. That's right. not what I'm here for. I mean, there's enough political people. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to go there. It's what I'm doing is a little bit escapism. I mean, right. it's, it's a little bit of, even though it's real, it's a little bit of a fantasy um, these, you know, these objects and the clothes, the cars and the clothes and, and the buildings and the signage and all the stuff that I'm showing you that no, I mean, you know, exists, you know, hither and yon a bit, but, you know, I don't even know what I'm saying. I, what, where are we going with this? <laughs> well, I think that that's part of what's so magical about what you do and the magic that we're trying to capture on this program also is just a better time where we don't necessarily get involved with the humdrum of today. Dave. Yeah, Charles, I was curious, are the slides always from your collection or have you used slides sent to you by fans before? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, that's a very, very good question. And uh, weirdly, one that I've hardly ever been asked. I have a massive archive, massive, and it's very well organized. Um, and so I don't need to take the time to entertain the realm of the logistics of using other people's material most of the time. Um, and, you know, people send me stuff and like, oh my God, you're going to love our family slides. Here's like four of my favorites or whatever. And they're not, they, they just don't have the curatorial eye. Sorry. Mm. You know, I mean, I look through zillions before I find slides of, or that I, or what I call, my word for it is publishable but it means slideshowable. 
I uh. mean, literally, I look through zillions that you have to have something that is it's it's like there's there's you got to have three places to go with it. You've got to have three strong talking points. And, you know, if you're lucky, you've got a funny in there as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, people, you know, they, it's so out of context and they just don't realize. I mean, and there is a method to my madness of the way that I kind of piggyback one topic on another on top on top of another on top of another. So, you know, it's just not as easy. It's, it'd be like saying, you know, to a filmmaker or something, here, I shot some footage, put it in your movie. You know, it just doesn't <laughs> work that way. No. But, you know, occasionally somebody will send me something that's absolutely amazing. They will. And they do. And they have. Nice. Uh, you're working now on a new project, Joyride, which is... Joyride, yes. Which Joyride is really cool. Series. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's uh, me being genuinely enthusiastic about classic cars. I was born on a used car lot. Well, not really, but I might as well have been. My dad was a used car dealer, so I've loved cars my whole life. I'm like, the first words out of my mouth were, what kind of car is that? Cars, 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 cars. I'm obsessed with cars. Classic cars. Mostly, um, well, the ones that I'm focusing on are the cars that I grew up with on this used car lot. Late 50s, early 60s, cars are my favorites, the ones that are the most exaggerated the most outer space age, the most optimistic, the most whimsical, the most, mm. you know, they're like, it's like comic book styling. In your intro, you talked about, or you, I heard the Edsel <laughs> talking yes. about Ford's legendary, they introduced a new mark of cars in 1957, which famously failed, that mark failed after three short years. But um, yeah, I mean, it. all these cars, they're just over the top. The styling is so exuberant and so optimistic. Uh, that's what I like. That's what I've signed up for here is mm -hmm. I like optimism. I like whimsy. And that's kind of what I'm showing you. I mean, it's like there was this whole kind of strata of the mindset during that era that I think is what we're all kind of like, you know, reminiscing about or, or wishing that we still had, which was this kind of this, I mean, products were just, optimism was designed in and just fun and the quality of goods, the quality of goods, absolutely incredible. The detail and everything was bright. I'm a person. I have no fear of color. I love color <laughs> yes. and everything had bright colors. I mean, everything was bright, everything. <laughs> so I'm not, uh, and where are we going? I get off track. Like, no, no, this, yes. this is why we have you. Jello, jello's we... in color. <laughs> talk about jello. Oh yeah. But yeah, Joyride, Joyride, Joyride. Joyride. Yes. We're talking about Joyride um, is my new web series. You can, uh, oh. you know, go on YouTube and just type in Charles Phoenix Joyride and it'll come up and it's me profiling uh, cars, classic cars and their owners and pointing out every unusual feature about every different car and, you know, stuff like that. So it's fun. It's fun. fun. Where, where do you find these cars? It, are well, they you know, you'd think that California would be a hotbed of them and it is, but you know, they're few and far between really. Oh. I stick only to stock cars as they rolled off the assembly line. I mean, you know, occasionally, uh, there might be one little detail that's been changed to something, but I'm really into all original, bone stock original. That's oh. just the lane that I'm in. I like all kinds of cars. I like all kinds of car culture. And there you know, are several levels of it, several realms of it. And uh, I stick to you know, the cars as they were made, as they were manufactured. 
as much as possible. And I'm more of a style guy than a speed guy, even though I like to go fast like everybody. <laughs> how much do we all love to go super fast? Right? Yes. But it's not about, you know, how fast can this car go? That's not my jam. My jam is how, you know, how stylized is this car? And what are its unique features inside and out? What makes this car different from every other car? So that's kind of what we're doing on Joyride is it's, uh, you know, what's unique about this particular spellbinding, hypnotizing and mesmerizing space age extravaganza extraordinaire of mid-century <laughs> modernity. You've owned a few classic cars yourself. Do you, do you have one that just stands out? You know, it's, it's, it's like the first love. Sometimes well, there's a car that's a like that. Classic cars. I have a couple of classic cars. I mean, I've never been without a classic car. Um, mm. So, yeah, I love classic cars. I mean, I, I have a couple right now. I have a 59 Plymouth Sport Fury, which I really love. And I just got a year ago, I got a 58 DeSoto Fireflight. These are vehicles that you should uh, definitely Google um, or go on my joyride. Although, yes. I don't think, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't think they're on my joyride yet. I mean, I could feature my own cars on there. And you'd think I would, but generally <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I could, and I will, and I want to, and I have plans to. Yeah. But somehow I always wind up wanting to talk to other people about their cars instead of talking to myself about my cars. Yeah, it's like featuring your own children or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have <laughs> done wait. it. I have done it, but it's not really my priority to show off my own yeah. stuff. Um, although yeah. I, I, I want to, I just never get around to it. <laughs> You, you seem to really like the cars that have the wings and the jet-like lights, uh, taillights, and that sort of thing. Uh, it, it, more of the 60s, it seems, than the 50s. Do you have a preference toward the 60s vehicles more than the 50s? Well, or? the late 50s and early 60s. I mean, Thins kind oh. of came up in the early 50s. They, they started, started, started. Bigger, 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 bigger. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the car that really wins the prize, really, for the most over-the-top, outrageous Thin of all, is the 1961 Imperial, which was the Cadillac of the Chrysler Corporation. So I like cars of the 50s and 60s. I like American cars. I like all kinds of cars, as I said. I even have a wandering eye for European and Japanese cars, oh. um, you know, the vintage ones. Um, although, you know, I don't really, it's I, I don't talk about that, but you can bet that I definitely have a wandering eye for, you know, foreign cars as well. But I'm strictly all Americana when it comes to you know, I'm celebrating our culture here. So um, that's, you know, because I've got to keep it focused. I mean, being focused is so important in life. Mm. You've written two books so far. Is that right? No, I've written about nine. But nine? Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you have, you have two, that, two that you're yeah, showing in these days. Yeah. One. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm holding them up. Like, yes, to Americana. those, those yes. are the two that I was thinking Americana, of. And the latest Holiday? one is called Holiday, Holiday Jubilee. Jubilee. And uh, yes, yes, I love uh, books. I mean, I love books. I love books. I have books. I love to write books. I mean, it's a very tedious and difficult process. Writing a book is by far more difficult. <laughs> Writing is more difficult than speaking. I mean, we might as well get it yes. out in the open. You know, yes. it takes me an hour to write a sentence. I've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke. It's real. Yeah. It takes me an hour to write a sentence. Well, it does. You, you've got to work on your craft. You know, that's that's the way that it is. You just It's crafting. Yeah. It's word crafting. But, you know, to really get down the definitive word. I mean, you know, when I, I respect 
the published book, um, not, I mean, anybody's book. Um, I mean, well, maybe not everybody's, but um, I love books about pop culture and stuff like that. And, you know, these books are going to last longer than we do. So you better get it right. You know, yeah. you have a responsibility, Yeah. Um, you know, to inform correctness or whatever, inform truth. Yeah. Inform, you know, have your facts straight. <laughs> Tell us about those two books that you were just holding up. What, what's the uh, what's the theme of them? Well, Addicted to Americana, it says on the cover, Celebrating Classic and Kitschy American Life and Style, Theme Parks, World's Fairs, Monorails, Wienermobiles, Motels, Hotels, Restaurants, Bars, Diving Girls, Mermaids and Dinosaurs, Space Age Show Cars, Giant Donuts, Muffler Men, Bowling Alleys, Coffee Shops, Wild West, Tiki Exotica, Strip Malls and Shopping Centers, Drive-Ins and Drive-Thrus, Vintage Vegas, Electrifying Neon Signs, and more. Your national pride will swell. So, yeah, (laughs) this book, according to what was written on the back of it, will launch you into the stratosphere of space-age style, amazing attractions, roadside wonders, festive foods, crazy car culture, and futuristic transportation. So it's kind of a combination. This book, Addicted to Americana, which is available on my website, charlesphoenix.com, is a, it's it's part uh, vintage imagery and part new images reflecting my sensibility, road tripping around the United States, going in search of some of the stuff. But I find that I have found in the vintage slides and then, you know, the stories that happen along the way. Holiday Jubilee is about classic and kitschy festivities and fun party, party, not party, party recipes. Sorry. Um, I never say fart. I just say fart. There are a few words that I just don't like. Um, But anyway, um, the other F word I do use, but not that one. one. Um, Yeah, no, this is, is this show family friendly? I mean, all my shows are family friendly. That's the other thing. It's like, I don't really, you know, I tried only in Las Vegas do I drop the F bomb in a show. Only in Las Vegas. Well, or maybe at Tiki Oasis. Uh, But anyway, people have been drinking. Where alcohol is involved, you need some, uh, you know, F-bombs every now and then. But yes. we're not talking about that. We're talking about my other book, Holiday Jubilee. That is my latest book. And Holiday Jubilee is about the holidays. It is the pop culture history of our holidays. This oh. is not the religious culture or the history of our holidays. No, we don't talk about the religious traditions of, of some of our holidays. We talk about the pop culture history of our holidays. And, uh, you know, I mean, we could go on and on and on. It goes on and on and on. There's a lot to talk about in the holidays. Plus, I included 21 original recipes that I developed in my very own test kitchen, which in part pay tribute to heritage brand name foods that we've loved on our supermarket shelves for decades, including, okay, you guys are obsessed with Jell-O. You wrote it down 82 <laughs> times in your email. We want to talk about Jell-O. We want to talk about Jell-O. We want to talk about Jell-O. Well, of course I want to talk about Jell-O. We love Jell-O. Day long until the end of time. Yes. Jello is like the ultimate space age, mid century modern food. Yes. It really is. Um, but we could talk about the reasons why, but we'd probably be here until the end of time. But you have to look up in my book, Holiday Jubilee, I make a jello Christmas tree with lights in it. Oh, and yeah. when I went to, when I thought of, um, well, what happened was is that, you know, I love jello and I think of jello like you guys a lot. And uh, so I thought, I want to make a jello Christmas tree with lights in it. What am I going to do? Where am I going to get a mold? And then I thought, I saw a traffic cone. So I'm like, that's my mold. So I tried to find a traffic cone. But I'll tell you, I don't know about where you live, but in California, in Los Angeles, you can't just go get a traffic cone anywhere. So I looked and looked and looked. Finally, I figured out I could go to a place where 
They have traffic. Uh, they do. Um, they have supplies for when you're filming a movie or a TV show at a location. There's uh, these location service places where they have all kinds of things you might need. And one of the things they had there was traffic was a traffic cone. So I went there, and they said one traffic cone. And I said yes, I just need one traffic cone. They're like, no one ever just buys one. <laughs> Are you buying one? And I said I'm buying it because it's going to be my um, Jello Christmas tree mold. And they're like, what? I said, how, how much is it, by the way? And they go, what are you using it for? I said, I'm using it for a Jello Christmas tree mold. They said, that your that uh, that uh, traffic cone you have in your hands right now, that'll be free of charge. <laughs> so anyway, so I went to a Jello bakery um, where they make nothing but Jello molds, and um, they make they helped me make it, and we had to add like a million extra packets of. Um, a gelatin, and uh, we wrap. We put a million Christmas lights in there, the little twinkly ones, and uh, it happened. And you plug it in, and it's amazing. I mean, it's like breathtaking to see Jello lit from within. You I don't haven't usually seen see Jello lit from within. So that is in my book, Holiday Jubilee, the whole story of and oh. how you can do it yourself and all that. So it's a lot of fun. Fantastic. But yeah, you want to talk more about Jello? So I'll tell you about Jello. Yes. You know, I. I you, I think you mentioned also in your email, you said, have you been to the Jell-O Museum? We just got back. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yes. I've never been. I have never been, but it's on my list, of course. Short list. I mean, I, I, it's just like Jell-O is such an overwhelming topic for the brain. But um, anyway, but I will tell you that I did call the oh. Jell-O Museum and I said, okay, what is the most bizarre, unusual Jell-O recipe that you have in your Jello recipes, because you know Jello molds. And um, the lady said, "Well, here we are. Gen- the general consensus amongst us Jello mold recipe connoisseurs that work here and and curators is the most bizarre one we've ever seen is lime Jello with cubed bologna and Fruit Loops." Oh <laughs> my word! Search cookbook. That is in a cookbook. Something. Right there. So we have to ask you the question that we try to ask everyone: What, what? belongs in Jello, and what should never be put into Jello? Well, I don't think you're ever supposed to put. I mean, here's a practical answer. Um, first of all, I think the one thing that should never go in Jello is um, is fresh pineapple because apparently it will not gel. Um, but what can what should always be in Jello? Well. Really, you want to know? I mean, this is kind of the answer you're not going to be expecting. I'm, I'm bracing myself. I'm sitting More down. More gelatin. More gelatin. <laughs> more gelatin. No, I'm serious. Absolutely yeah? add more gelatin. Uh-huh. I mean, you might as well just make it jello. You don't want you don't want it to be too well. Let's just call it what it flabby. Yeah. You want it to be flabby. You want it to be firm. You like a nice firm jello. Yes, firm jello. So I would say always add more gelatin. And but you know, otherwise the the sky's the limit. I mean, whatever you think might be good in there probably would be good in there. I mean, cream cheese mm. is good, whipped cream is good. I mean, if you want to make it opaque. I don't know if you guys remember Jello one, two, three. Ah, just made it. <laughs> oh, it still exists. I just did a D do it yourself version of it. It didn't really turn out as great as it was good. It did before. It was didn't have right. the chemicals that they so lovingly put in. Yeah, I got it. I got the recipe from the Jello Museum. 
And it came well, out. Jello, I mean, for those of you out there in listening land who don't know what Jello one, two, three is, it's like your mom would make Jello and it would chemically separate into like opaque, not so opaque and clear. Like it would automatically separate when it, yes. when it was gelling. And, you know, and sometimes if your mom could do it, she could put it in like some sort of a fancy glass and tilt it in the refrigerator. <laughs> so then when it was served, it was like served tilted a little bit. Oh, I, mean, like I do kind of remember diet. that. I mean, you know, it's all kind of genius. I mean, where do we begin? Where do mm. we begin? <laughs> I do remember the slant, the, the jello cups slanted for company getting ready. Yes. yes. Go, going back to your holiday book there, I saw on the cover the world famous Trapumple. Yes. Uh, oh. Was 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 that your invention or did you get that Trapumple from Trapumple was my invention. Um and Trapumple is a three-layer cake. Each layer is stuffed with a pie, cherry and white, a white layer, uh pumpkin and a yellow layer of cake and uh apple and a spice layer of cake with cream cheese frosting. It is a pie stuffed cake. The Trapumple, cherry, pumpkin, and apple. That Those are the three pies in the three cakes. Cherry, pumpkin, and apple. Chirpumple. And oh. I came up with it only as a result of trying to be green because my family, like, you know, every Thanksgiving, it's crazy. You know, there's always the traditional, well, there's always the pumpkin pie, always an apple pie, and always a cherry pie. That's our family tradition. And also, there's this weird cake that's a family tradition that my mother has always made, my grandmother before that, the great grandmother, blah, 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 <laughs> which is this two layer cake. And it's a layer of spice cake and a yellow layer cake. It goes on, but I'm just going to leave it at that. And so uh, we had so many pie, uh, paper plates. Yeah, we're a paper plate family for dessert. No, forget the fine china. Throw it up against the wall, shatter it. Yes. Um, anyway, we had, um, we had so many paper plates stacked in the trash can in my aunt's living room, like taller than me a totem of paper plates because everyone wants just a sliver of everything. <laughs> they keep going back. And I'm like, you guys, we're not a green family. we got to be a green family. One Next plate. year, I'm going to combine all of our desserts into one. And so we each get one paper plate for dessert. That's it. <laughs> and that is the reason why the Trapumple exists. I added just one extra layer of cake and then put all everything in, in one. And that is the Trapumple. The Trapumple was invented to save the world. <laughs> Go to charlesphoenix.com, get these books, go to YouTube and find Joyride. Also, follow the man on Facebook, Twitter, wherever else. Where where else are you, Charles? Um, you know, the usuals, the yeah. usuals. Instagramarama, Facebook, and of course, yeah, those are and YouTube. Yes, YouTube. Those are the ones. Any new so, projects you're looking forward to beyond Joyride? Or is, is this your well, life for now? you really want to know? You yeah. Now you want to come down to the real reality of all this? Yes. You ready? Yeah. Seriously? Not joking around? Fire away. Survival? Survival. <laughs> Survival is my new project. No, it's not even a joke. I right? know. I you know. know. I mean, my day job, my night job, which was doing the retro slideshows, that all went kaputty. So that was my bread and butter. So, you know, now what? Yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. this will end sooner rather than later. Um, it's. Yeah, we don't know about it. We don't know. But anyway, yeah, yeah, my mother informed me, my great grandfather, who was also named Charles Phoenix, by the way, died in the pandemic 101 years ago. Wow. wow. There was a pandemic, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ago. The Spanish flu. Yeah. I, I, wow. Well, right. hopefully the COVID won't get you. You're, you're going to be know. with us for a long time to come and the economy will come back and you're going to continue to make magic with your slides and books and everything else. Thank Charles, you. 
Thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a thrill to have you as a guest, and we're just yes. just beside ourselves with joy. Well, I'm delighted that you're delighted, and I'm delighted that, well, you know <laughs> what I mean. Yes, all that. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Dave, are you delighted? I am so delighted. Good. Thanks for joining us, man. My pleasure. Thank you. Until next time, take care. Take care.